This is second generation professional wrestler LT Falk, and you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG 13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits, and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to Live and in Color with Wolfie D and my man Jimmy across the street. Happy first week of January. Isn't it spelt weird? And so is February. <laughs> J- yeah. I think it those daughters in there, January. Yeah, January and, and February. And then there's. I always, you know how I, sp- I like remembered how to spell Wednesday when I was a kid. Wednesday. Wednesday, exactly. That's how I did it. Exactly. Yeah, because I mean, bro, it's like that's a weird name too, you know. So. Oh, if somebody types W. What is it? W e n d s. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do you know the days of the week are named after Norse gods? Like Thursday is Thor's day. It's pretty oh, crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I, I don't know why I found that out. But yeah. Yeah. Random things that we know and look up. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, man, new year, 2024. New year, new me. No, same old me. <laughs> yeah. There was this post I posted a few years back. It was like new year, new me as my clone shoves me into the furnace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if we had clones, Wolfie? That would be amazing, right? Yeah, so. it would be kind of cool, I think. <laughs> I always wanted a twin. A twin, huh? I know. Yeah. They're not like I, wanted twins. I uh, wanted to have a twin of me. Dude, I will say this. I grew up with a couple twins, Joe and Scott Kaiser, and mm-hmm. man, they fought like brothers. Like they fought hard. They, I mean, dude, they would choke each other, punch each other. It was crazy. I remember one day in the library at school, <laughs> like one of them said something, and all of a sudden the other one comes up from behind him, and these dude, two dudes that look exactly alike are choking the hell out of each other, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway. I knew twin chicks that would uh, uh, fool boyfriends and stuff, man. Oh, bro. And not like get sexual with them, but just enough to fool them, you know. Throw them off. Early on. Obviously, if you've been dating a twin for a long time, you don't (laughs) think. Which twin is yours? <laughs> you would know. I would think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, those identical ones throw me off sometimes, though. I'm like, holy. Hey, Ron and Don still throw me off. I got to I gotta be around them for a minute before I can really figure it out, you know? <laughs> yeah, they are identical, identical, man. Yeah, the it's, nose is different. That's The nose is the thing. A little bit of difference, yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. Oh, and uh, by the way, Jimmy, I know you know, and some of the listeners know, um, you know, whatever you do, whether it's pray, you send vibes, you send whatever, uh, Thursday... Uh, the 11th i'm gonna be getting total hip replacement on the left side so i'll have a uh, i can walk through um metal detectors and set them off i think that's nice fun i think that's like going to be the coolest part about this whole deal but uh yeah so getting my hip replaced and i'm very uh happy about that looking forward to it so hopefully uh this 
pain on the left side here can subside and I can go to another body part and try to get those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, man, happy about that, that I'm getting this done. George Weingroff actually called me last week. He had his done in February. So he's, he's prepped me for, uh, for what to, to, you know, what's coming and how the recovery is and, and all that stuff. And real quick, I'll tell you a funny story that he told me. So, they've got to obviously dislocate the hip, you know, to get it out and cut it and put the new one in and all that shit. So he said that, and I can't remember who it was, somebody that had it done years before had told him like you go in and and they've got this, some kind of wheel and the way I kind of understood and comprehended what he was saying, I'm almost thinking like some kind of pulley system that they turn and, you know, pops it out. Right. And uh, so George said that he, he's going in and, you know, he's not under yet. And uh, he goes in there and he don't see this wheel that he's been told about that he's looking for. Okay. He yeah. said, but I did see this big black guy wearing scrubs. <laughs> I said, what? He said, yeah. He said, <laughs> this big black guy wearing scrubs. And for a shoot, turns out that that's this guy's job, man, is to pull your hip out. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Swear, man. Swear. Wow. And, uh, I guess he talked to him, I guess a few minutes before he went under, or maybe this was after, I can't remember what he said, but the, the guy had said something about it. it's, it's called controlled violence. <laughs> and then, <you> know, <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious. He's like, I didn't see no wheel, but I saw this big black guy wearing scrubs. <laughs> so that's brother's job is just the, Yank hips out. So. Oh my God! Well, I'm sure you'll see him, and maybe we'll have to get that guy on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't be at the same hospital, right? Of course, but you'll have your own very big black guy in the corner. <laughs> <Maybe>. right? <laughs> God, that might be a new gimmick for somebody actually in wrestling. Who can do that? Yeah. Think about it. We're the we're the controlled violence of operations. I love that. Oh I my mean, God. you think that man operations, man? They they jerk you around and shit. You're out. They just jerk you around. You can't feel nothing. You right. Know what I mean? And Don't you know, you, you wake up you. feeling sore in places you're not. You're like, why right. do I feel exactly. like I've just been beat to death, man? Yeah, you know, you probably were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're just laying there. Yeah. yeah. Oh my. God. But anyway, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, just we. I just wanted to put that out there real quick, man. Uh, hopefully things go well, and I'll be in and out that day. So. Yeah. Uh, We'll talk well, about it more next week. Sounds great. And we'll be definitely praying for you, brother. Absolutely. So, uh, well, we'll see how everything goes after that. But for sure, man, definitely, if you got a prayer, throw it up there for the wolf, man. And, and I know you'll be fine coming through this, but pretty sure pretty soon we'll have a totally brand new Wolfie D. So maybe, you know. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. my clone. <laughs> yeah, there's your clone is just right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we do my brain next, Doc? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> man, we got off on a wild one there. Uh, <laughs> so, and this is going to be a wild one. If you don't know LT Falk uh, listeners, uh, this ought to be uh, something else. <laughs> yeah. You're going to learn something new today. And I'm telling you, <laughs> the son of Tony Falk fills the shoes of the Falk family perfectly. Let's just yeah. say that. LT's a For good sure. dude. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Known him since he was a little bitty kid, man. So this ought to be a, a fun one, man. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. Well, let's stop uh, running our mouths and uh, let's get him on the phone. 
We'll be right back with LT Falk, Mr. 110% after these messages. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, guys, we're back. And uh, again, man, I, I feel like I say this over and over. But we, Jimmy, we do got some good guests, man. I mean, we've yes. been very blessed with the with the people that have blessed uh, with the guest. Yes, blessed with the guests. Yes, and um, you know, just people that are willing to come on here and and talk to us and have a good time. We we really appreciate it. And this one, this is a first uh, for me uh, on here to have somebody. I swear to God, I met this kid when he was uh, probably. Two, three, something like that. Wow. Uh, I'm pretty sure LT L. Falk here was born in 1988. Uh, I got into the business at the end of 89, started wrestling in like 91, 90, excuse me. And uh, so, yeah, so I met LT and his daddy when LT was just a little bitty thing. Knee high to a grasshopper, as I say. What's going on, LT? How you doing, buddy? I hope you guys are doing good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah definitely. Been, we've been, uh, been, you know, working on getting you on here. You know, the, they're beating down the door trying to get on this show. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, we work you in when we can, kid. No, yeah, I'm kidding, buddy. But yeah, for real, I don't. Do you remember that? I mean, I'm, I guarantee you don't remember like when I first met you. But do you remember being a little kid and, and knowing me? Of course, man. I, I, uh, I, I, I've told you this story a few times. Not sure if you remember, but, uh, man, I, I loved your Wolfie. Uh, you know, when I was a young kid, uh, you know, trust me, dude, I had my little gimmicked up shorts, my little hubcap, sunglasses, running around the house being silly. I even had some blue jeans I cut up for the moon dogs. Went to the dollar store, got me a damn bone, you know, I mean, but yeah. I love wrestling. It was, it, was, it was my life, man. And uh, yeah, uh, another funny story. I mean, it's just so damn random. But I, I think about it from time to time. I uh-huh. forget where we were, but uh, I was able to attend a few shows with my dad and my mom, and mm-hmm. I got to uh, make a trip with them. And we stayed at the hotel. And mm-hmm. during the day, I forget the location, but man, I went to the vending machine and. I got some some M and M's and some Skittles and you and BC O'Brien Christopher was out there by the vending machine and I, I took off running and I fell and I scraped my damn arm you know, and busted <laughs> up my elbow and I I went back and my mom had some of that uh it was like that you know uh, first aid spray yeah uh, yeah back team back yeah, team yeah. remember that yeah yeah and uh, 
And she was like, come here, son, let me spray this on you and clean up your elbow. And uh, I was like, no, no, it, it burns. It, <laughs> it, it burns. I don't want to do it. And y- you said something like, no, oh, man, if I, if I do it, you could do it. You know, I don't know if you remember this, Wolf, but you, you yeah, put yeah. your arm out and you let my mom spray the gimmick on you, right? <laughs> and then BC, Brian put his arm out. And when my mom went to spray him, oh, ah, oh, no, no, oh, it's burning. <laughs> He started selling the hell out of it, you know? <laughs> so, so I just thought that was so cool, man. He like, what a gimmick, you know? You, you, LT, if I could do it, you could do it. And then when it was BC's turn, he totally, you know, ripped my mom. And I, man, I have all kinds of memories, dude. Something, I mean, awesome. well, you know, when you had my dad on there, we always put Tony Falk over about, you know, dates and times and yeah. memories. But, you know, uh, age of catching up with them and, and man, I yeah. used to be good at stuff like that too. But now, you know, I've had a few concussions. I'm I'm dealing with a few things, but huh. I'm, I'm still blessed for some of the memories I have and things I can remember and talk about. Everybody has a story to tell, you know. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. That's funny though. It's just I remember you as the I, I can just see your see your little face, man. And it's just funny to think that you know now you're you're grown up and uh, you know got your own kids and things like that, man. It's uh, it's, yeah, man. it's fun. And then, like I said, your daddy's always been good to me, and I traveled with him, and I, I you know I knew you as a kid and all that stuff. So it's it's kind of cool, man. To to see where everybody's been and, you know, just life. And you get to be, oh, Wolfie's age here. You start really thinking about stuff like that, man, you know? That's it. Oh, yeah, man. Just waking up in the morning is a blessing itself, you know? And yeah, my father sure. thinks a lot of you both. I think a lot of both of you. And I can't say how, how happy I am to, to be on here, man. And especially with you two, you know? Oh, yeah. Thank you, brother. Yeah. It means the world. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're big fans of Big T. We talk about him all the time on any of my shows and this show all the time. And anytime we can relate a Tony Falk story to something, we're going to do it, man. So, you know, that's how. <laughs> yeah. I'm, listen, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just so happy to you know, be a second generation wrestler and my dad being who he is. And, you know, to hear my dad talk at times, he's like, oh, I'm a nobody. I'm a jerk. Right. But. But, but man, all them years and all the guys he's helped, and uh, yeah. you know, to some people it means nothing, but to me it's bragging rights when guys like Austin and and Shawn Michaels and they do podcasts and autobiographies. They're not obligated to do this, but when they mention my dad's name and they put him over, that is bragging rights, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. Let me help, say this real quick. Yeah. So when, you know, the podcast of Stone Cold started up early, I remember he was talking about, you know, Tony on there and I sent him an email just never thinking that he would reply. And he said, you know, what's so funny, uh, Mr. Austin, is I'm actually working for the Falks right now at USWO and Tony's great. I just sit under the learning tree every time I hear him. He was like, yeah, kid, tell Tony I said, hey, that's what he replied with. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and I I've never been you know too caught up in the podcast, but there's been times where you know different people will mention my dad's name, and some of our friends, fans, and trainees would like send me a link, you know, and I would check it out, and I'm just so uh, appreciative. Some of the guys have had good things to say about my dad, you know. Yeah, absolutely, uh, man. Now, Austin, man. I, so so one thing about me, uh, this is funny. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, my mother was a worker. That's how my parents met. My 19, um, let's see, well, you know, my dad got in the business in 73 and then about 82 and yeah, about 82, 83, my mother got in the business and, uh, uh in Memphis is how they met. 
uh, you know, when I think about my beginning, uh, I have to quote a guy named um, uh, Impressive Anthony Wayne. Jimmy, you know him? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Of but, course. Uh, <laughs> he's a character, man. He's based out of Middle Tennessee, but he's from Oklahoma. Uh, uh, and Tom Jones, Mr. Ebony, broke him in the business. And, and one time, Anthony said this about me. He said, LT's mother was a wrestler. LT's father was a wrestler. LT has known professional wrestling since the sperm has met the egg. <laughs> what, the, what a hell of a thing to say, but look, it's so damn true. Right. You know? What yes. a hell of a thing to say, but that's it, man. <laughs> but two parents in this damn business, they met me fell for each other and then uh you know they had me <laughs> yeah. so i was born into this business man right right yeah you know it's funny and, and i'm not knocking you all we do bring this up every once in a while about how you and tony have this ability to talk in promo man and i'm not knocking <laughs> you i promise you this is a real appreciation oh, yeah. and i was just reading something before we brought you on i was thinking you know so i googled how do kids learn to talk right okay and so babies learn by experiencing and listening to the world around them. So the more language they are exposed to, the better. Well, anyway, the point being of that is those first few words I said there. You, and you said it and you kind of led into it. Your mom and dad were in the business and then you, that's what you're learning how to talk. And again, so anyway, I, I, I think it's just the best whenever you guys are yeah. so, so good at promos. You know what I'm saying? It makes sense. Yeah. So. And, and it's the yeah, it's the, the hand gestures, the hand gestures. I was gonna say, Wolfie's always been on me about that. Yeah, the folks <laughs> love to talk, indeed. But also, we we kind of you know salesmen, carnies, you know, yes. we talk with our hands. And Wolfie, Wolfie used to always say, "Damn it, I love LT, but man, if you if you try to you know tie his hands up or handcuff them, he he wouldn't be able to conversate with you." <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's funny because I was actually just fixing to say. I was gonna say. I was gonna tell Jimmy if you handcuff his hands behind his back, he wouldn't be able to say I'm fucking. <laughs> it's a gimmick, man. But I'm telling you, it's uh, a lot of a lot of folks. They've always said, "Man, this this damn kid is stuck in promo mode." You know, he's always <laughs> talking and playing with his voice. But it's it's, it's interesting. It's different. Um, it is. Uh, Absolutely. Something. You know. Let me ask you this, because uh, I mean. I've had similar situations, man, but I got to know, like, you've had some shoot jobs or whatever. And when you do that to them, and it's second nature to you, you probably don't even realize you're doing it half the time. What What is their reaction to that? Because I know, you know, like, you know, you call them normal people or whatever, but, you know, we do yeah. speak and do things a little bit different than everybody else from all the years in the business. But, you know, and they and they oh, do. I don't care what they say. They treat you different. They look at you differently. Um, but so, yeah, how do, how do people respond to you like in the normal world when you're doing that shit? Okay, so, so uh, you know, cu customers and uh, co-workers in the past, yeah. a lot of them have, uh, you know, found it pretty entertaining. You know, they're popping yeah. for it, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Some of, I, I've been at, uh, man, I've been to too many damn doctor visits here lately over the last year or two. I'm falling apart. And some of these doctors are thinking, uh, does this kid have, like, ADHD or something going on with him? <laughs> uh, man, I've made a few mistakes in the past. I've actually been a... Uh, you know, uh, you know, I've even talked to a law enforcement and been in promo mode, and you know, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> can, can oh, you man. picture me talking and cutting promos, talking to the kids ops? You know, <laughs> it, it, it's just brother. It is what it is, man. <laughs> that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just curious, man, because like, you know, we had Kevin Lawler on and we talked about how his younger days of, of being around Memphis and that whole bunch of pirates out there. But talk about your younger days as a kid, especially like with your dad on the road and then like maybe some of the wild and crazy wrestlers that came through your life as a young man. Yeah, man. Um, well, you know, first of all, my uh, I was almost born over there in PR. My mother was pregnant with me, and they lived Puerto in Rico. San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yeah, man. And uh, Phil Lafon, Ron Starr, they all talked to my parents about going to to Canada. You know, free health care, and wanted to leave PR and go to Canada. And I, I could have been born in PR, or I came close to being born in a uh, in Canada. But after the whole Brody gimmick, and uh, you know, my dad was there that night, and my mom was just so frustrated with some of the things taking place down there. She's like, get me the hell off of this island. You know? <laughs> yeah. Before it was yeah. too late in the pregnancy, they moved back to the States, and uh, I was born in New Albany, Mississippi. We always talk about our, our beloved friend, Marvelous Mitch Ryder. Oh, yeah. In, uh, New, yeah. New Albany, Indiana. Well, I'm from New Albany, Mississippi, you know, but just yeah. uh, in, in no time, straight to Dallas, man. Straight to Dallas, my Eric you know, <laughs> Embry and all of them. They, they, my dad, you know, he, he was always a, a journeyman, you know, different territories and different places. So, you know, the, the first, uh, you know, the first show I attended, you know, they, they tell me I was just like, you know, some of this I don't remember, but, you know, I was, you know, just, uh, just a newborn, I guess, uh, Dallas Sportatorium. Mm, and then, man. You know, grew up in Dallas, Texas the first few years of my life. And some of those memories I have, we have a few photos and videos. I, I just wish, you know, I hear all these stories like, you know, you talked about Austin earlier. My mm. dad tells me all these stories about, you know, uh, me sitting in his lap, shadow boxing with him and, you know, <laughs> running around the back, you know, and him playing with me. I'm like, man, why don't we have any damn photos of stuff like that? You know? <laughs> right. And, uh, Hell, even in uh, even in uh, Nashville, many years later, the old uh, world class gym, you know, I guess oh, yeah. WWF came to town. The boys used to go work out there, and they didn't have no damn daycare, no babysitting service. But I was lucky enough that uh, Donna and uh, Donna. Uh, I was just fixing to say, what was her name? Yeah, yeah, Donna. You remember her? And, yeah, uh, um, and her Andy husband. And, I don't remember yeah, her husband. Andy, and then they Andy. had a, a guy that worked there named uh, Chip. Not Chip, it was Chip. So they, they was cool, man. They used to let a young LT fall come, hang out in the lobby, play with my action figures. And I remember one time um, uh, WWF was in town, and I saw Austin, and, man, he, he walked me through the gym, and he, he picked me up, and he was holding me doing, like, pull-ups, right? So one, <laughs> two, he's lifting me up, and I'm doing pull-ups in the mirror. Steve Austin's holding me, and then... Then uh, I'm I'm holding on and he he, he damn he walks off leaves me hanging man <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm hanging on for dear life kicking my legs and screaming and he walks off and left me you know <laughs> all kinds of you know little, little ribs and gimmicks man but uh the uh the sportatorium I got, I got some there's some photos of me and a few of the guys and photos of me at ringside and the, the, the at the gimmick tables man it was, it was crazy that's right awesome in Dallas, man. dude that's uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, TW, you know, Texas Wrestling Federation. Uh, yeah. Uncle Gary Hart was yeah. in. And, oh. <laughs> and, you know, so then I'm, I'm, I'm getting a few years of age and I'm talking and running around and more stories about, you know, 
this guy giving me a mask, this guy shadow boxing and playing with me, you know, all the stories about, uh, you know, me talking to Gary Hart. Supposedly he, he shot some uh, video one time and he had his neck popped, you know, and he, he got up and said, what a rush. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've seen me. that commercial. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. The, yeah. I used to look up at him and say, what a rush. <laughs> what a rush. My name is Gary Hart. And when I get out of line, I always go to the chiropractic clinic of Dr. Kevin Witt, right here in Euless. But matter of fact, anyone throughout the mid-cities or the Dallas-Fort Worth area, if you're out of line, Dr. Kevin Witt can get you back in. He's your man. You know, <laughs> Louis Spicoli, uh, you know, I, he, he was so cool to me. And uh, Abdullah, uh, Al Farouk, you know, Tim Renesto, how we love the Renestos, right? Mm -hmm. Tim Halltree. And then his mm -hmm. brother Tom Jr. John was there refereeing, and it was it was some you know short lived but some cool stuff, man. And I'm glad you know I was just a young 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 kid, but being able to to run around and meet some of those guys, I just wish there was more videos and pictures. But the whole oh don't be a mark, you know. Mm -hmm. my, my dad would never you know take photos or do stuff like that. But it was different down the line. Yeah, get, it was. Uh, but you get browbeat for that, man. <laughs> that's right. So it's totally I'm glad it, but now yeah. I'm glad it's different. Now, now. Man, yeah. Of course. Memories, and, uh, documentaries, just footage. It is good to have that. So I believe snap away, right? <laughs> Amen. Away. Amen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's, a, there's so many times and, and people that I've been around. It's like, man, I wish I had some pictures from that, you know. That's it, man. So, good, speaking good of uh, Dallas and the uh, Sportatorium and the Metroplex, uh, what about the Iron Claw movie, you know? <laughs> man, I haven't seen that yet, but I'm, I, I've heard good and bad, but I definitely want to see it for myself. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'll check it out, too. I probably won't go to the movies to see it, but I'll, I'll wait on it to come out and check it out. My, my my dad, you know, enjoyed it, but he was so upset how they left out Chris. You know? Chris, yeah, it's messed up, man. Yeah. And, 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 and so some folks know this, some folks don't. But you know, my father uh, had had a big hand in working out and training with Chris Von Erich. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, man. My dad had two sets of keys for the sportatorium. He used to go there and he worked out with uh, with Chris Von Erich, you know, many times. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he worked on like two, you know, Chris only had a few matches, but around uh, two or three of them was with my dad. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And I was talking to him about it just the, uh, the other night because I know the story. There was a, a Chris Adams uh, spot show in Oklahoma. One of the matches was, you know, Cowboy Tony Falk versus Chris Von Eric. And my mm -hmm. dad went out there and bumped his ass off for little Chris. <laughs> but then he, he got back and, uh, one of the guys in charge kind of had a promo for my dad saying you did way too much. You know, that guy is quite small, Tony. Got a little too much for him. But that was just my dad trying to have fun and yeah, sure. make the kid, you know, look good. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, man. So, yeah, I was just wondering if you guys saw that. But neither one. I want to, man. Yet. I want to. I plan on it. Our buddy Cassidy Riley's in it for just a second or two there, which is really cool. Yeah. Very happy to see that for him. And, yeah, I mean, I, I was hoping maybe, you know, LT could play Tony in the movie. You know, that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have one. I was going through some old photos last night, man. And I, one, so, so you know, after the, 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 the whole suicide thing with Chris, you know, my dad was uh, my dad was hurt. He was so upset with that, man. Yeah. Supposedly just a few nights before he did it at a show, my mom was sitting next to him, talking to him. 
I remember my mom always told me the story. I was just sitting right there next to him, talking to him. And a few days later, this this happened. And my my dad didn't go. He did he did not attend the funeral. But I know before we moved to Nashville, we did go by the uh, the grave site. And there's a uh, photo of my dad and I right there at Chris Von Eric's. Uh, yeah, the grave site. And, but I mean, that movie was something else, dude. I can't wait to about, see it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Talking about growing up in the business, so. Uh, so we moved uh, moved to uh, Nashville in '91, and that's mm-hmm. when Tony Falk went to, to work for. He went back to Memphis and became chauffeur Tony. Yeah, Eric Embry, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. you know the schedule, Love you know that. the loop. Yeah. And my dad was you know, just thankful and blessed to have a job, traveling, trying to put you know food on the table for his family. But uh, man, you know I was just a just a kid. Therefore, a short time I did have to go to. Paducah to, um, you know, stay with my grandmother when my dad was, you know, traveling, doing his stuff. And then, uh, yeah. came back in, uh, 92 and sure enough, all the boys have stories about this infamous historic place. Well, I do as well. A young <laughs> LT living at the Congress Inn. Right uh, there, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, man. 92 right there in Nashville on the wrong side of town. Congress in <laughs> Tony, my mom, Candy, a little young punk kid, LT, <laughs> Eric Ambry, uh, Miss Texas, Bart Sawyer, Brickhouse, Ingrid, you know, was, Jeff Daniels, Dominique. Brickhouse was, uh, yeah. Yeah. was wow. there. <laughs> a lot of a lot of photos of LT in that damn dirty swimming pool at the Congress Inn. <laughs> had one of had one of my uh, one of my birthday parties in the lobby in the hotel lobby at Congress Inn. <laughs> you, you are definitely you are definitely in the business if you have a uh, a birthday party at the Congress Inn. You're definitely <laughs> that is it. Yeah, that's how you know. It don't, no more. Inn, it don't get no more old school than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then you know, moved to uh, to, to Madison, just a few minutes down the street, and uh, that's where you know I was getting a few years older. That's where I had my my gimmicked up Wolfie D uh, shorts and hubcap and a uh, dog <laughs> pants and wrestling figures galore. I was so damn spoiled, man. I had all the damn yeah you know, figures and, and video games and. And it was something else. And then, um, sure enough, man, I, I was lucky enough to do a little bit of a, a little bit of traveling. I mean, think think about it. You know, like they always say, keep your wives and girlfriends away, keep your childrens away. You know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep the children away. But I, I was, uh, I was blessed to uh, attend a few shows. Even got to kind of go in and out of the back. That's another no-no. But somehow I got to run around the locker rooms or get to the building early and. Times are changing. Times are changing. Yeah. You know, you got. You I do have a lot of um. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a lot of um. Some some home video footage from uh. So it was like uh, I want to say ninety four, ninety four. Little man Jerry Jarrett, the mansion on the hill. They had mm-hmm. that uh that wrestling ring out there by the barn. Yeah. That's where my dad was treating that former football player Colin Scott. Yeah. Okay. Him, yeah. 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 Australian football player had like a developmental deal. Right. My dad was working with him and big uh, Jim Dawson. Jim Dawson, yeah. he ended up becoming what head of security for WWF. Right. Right. He was on uh, TV big as many Carl, as any big of them. Penny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Penny and 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 a young LT with his little uh, rat tail and his cowboy boots. You know, being <laughs> yeah. able to sit there and watch and listen and learn. And my dad's helping share knowledge and train guys. Jerry Jarrett's there with his little spit cup. 
I got to get in the ring and make a few home videos of taking bumps and beating up on my dad, you know? So that's cool to, you know, 94, Jerry Jarrett's mansion in the ring playing, you know? It's good to have stuff like that's that. That's surreal, man. man. Yeah. <laughs> and then right after your dad stopped doing it uh, is when I took over up there. And, and they that's moved right? it. Is it the fairgrounds? But then every now and then it'd be up there at the, at the mansion out under that big-ass tree. That's it. And, and then, you know, just being a kid and being able to, you know, tag, tag along the, you know, I, I would say, you know, like some outlaw shows, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, I mean, like Memphis was cool because, you know, uh, I've been to Mid, Mid, Mid South Coliseum, Memphis uh-huh. TV a time or two, uh, the fairgrounds and Springfield, you know, some of those loops. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, going to some of these outlaw shows like the Mullins in Shelbyville. I know that yeah. makes a lot to you, Wolf. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Freddie Morton's Columbia. What about Terry Rice and Power Slam, you know? Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> some of these little outlaws around, you know, the Middle Tennessee area, the Hackneys, New South, Southern All-Star, my dad's Paducah, Kentucky. You know, he ran wrestling for many years right there at the National Guard Armory, 1800 Clark Street, Paducah, Kentucky, <laughs> you know, his, his, his home hometown. And, man, I used to get, I was just a young kid, and, you know, I wish, Kentucky. Does anybody got a camera on you right now? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I can see him walking around. He is he's going crazy right now. But um, man, a young kid climbing in the ring, taking bumps and letting guys like, you know, Joe Hopkins, you know, Gator McAllister give me duplexes and you know, climbing yeah. the ropes. I was just a kid, brother. I was, you know, yeah. under the age of ten and I'm in there, yeah. you know, taking bumps and doing shoulder rolls <laughs> Yeah. So it's not it's not too long after that when when USWO gets going right. That's it. So 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 check this out, Wolfie. I was you know talking to you know you know just being a a, a young kid and like I said going to some of these shows and uh you know being able to go in and out of the back like seeing Mama D, Big Pete, Scorpion, mm. right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, other people that means a lot to you that I was, you know, scared of. I'm a kid and there's some scary hood gimmicks, you know, like <laughs> Medic, Rick Reynolds and Tommy yeah, Geeky and Dante, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. in and out of the back and these damn hood gimmicks, but, but that, everybody treated me nice. It was so cool to me, man. And just growing up around the business, you know, really yeah. helped me out. But, um, cause all I wanted to do was, you know, become a wrestler and following my parents' footsteps, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, you, you know, about me having that, uh, near-death experience in 99. Yeah, you fell out of tree. a tree or some shit. Yeah, yeah, brother. Get a damn baseball, you know, into like a, you know, into a backyard and uh, I had on some high-dollar sneakers, some Air Jordans, you know. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And my mom used to work, you know, hard. She used to go above and beyond to keep her kid looking fresh, you know. So yeah, I had some days on go. my feet. <laughs> my damn baseball's over there like a little creek. I didn't want to get in my shoes dirty, so I'm, I'm climbing a tree, man. I'm just, you know, uh, 10, 11 years of age, and I'm I'm climbing a tree and trying to cross over the creek to get my damn baseball, and sure enough, the, the branch broke. The mm. branch broke, and it was uh, 13 or 15 feet head first fall. Mm. You know, landed on the boat. Dude, this, you know, I, I wish there was pictures and videos of this, me in the hospital. I don't remember any of the, the incident. You know, they say with head trauma, you usually don't remember you know, right. the accident. Right. But man, I landed on my head and I, I fractured my skull in three places. I shattered my right jawbone. There were so many fractures and cracks they couldn't count. Man. And, um, you know, my, my eye was busted up. My, not too many people know this, but my right ear was damn near ripped off. 
Mm. You know, I uh, had staples all in my head. That's why I've always kind of kept my hair kind of kind of long, you know, because I have a pretty nice scar. And then the main thing was brain hemorrhaging. I had bleeding of the brain, and, yeah. and you know, my my parents and they was divorced at the time. So my mom quit the business in '96. Parents got divorced in 98. My sister Taylor and I lived with my mom. My dad had joint custody, but I was still, you know, visiting him a few days a week and being able to do some, you know, some, uh, you know, traveling with them, you know. But anyway, my parents were divorced, but they got together and made the trip. I was at um, my grandparents' house in Southgate, Kentucky. But hey, and, you know, slow down just a second. Slow down. Let's go back to the yeah. to the fall. I don't want to just skip over that. That's pretty traumatic, because I oh, do remember. Was. I do remember it, and I remember, you know, your father. I believe it was your dad that was telling me about it, and or, or the first time I talked to him about it. And I believe that I remember seeing you after uh, some time there, and I, I remember you having uh, a big scar on your. It's on the side of your head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the right. Yeah, I remember head. that. Yeah. I remember the way. Yeah. I was in ICU for a little while, man. Cincinnati, Ohio Children's Hospital. Yeah. They didn't know, man. If I was, I'm, I'm blessed, man. They yeah. didn't know if I was going to make it or right. if I was going to be, you know, like mentally challenged, you know, and head yeah. trauma. And then, but the brother ended up being okay. I didn't have to have, you know, especially when they they tell my mom that she couldn't even kiss my cheek because there were so many fractures they couldn't count. But wow. no plate in my jaw, no surgery. Everything was kind of in place. I just mm. had to take it easy for a while, and you know, had to you know do like a special uh, school transfer. I was homeschooled for a while, and then I had to do a tr- special transfer to be close to my mom, and multiple mm. doctor's appointments and imaging, and uh, they told me I couldn't play football. And when they say no football, even though I'm just a kid, all I'm thinking about is what about a future in professional wrestling? Right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. so man, there for a minute, you know, I was I was kind of I was just a kid, but still, man, you know, you have hopes and dreams and wondering about, you know, and they've learned so much since then about head trauma and oh yeah, you know, and I, dude, I have headaches every now and then, and all they could tell me is they think it's like residual side effects mm. from the head trauma I had back in '99. Wow, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy stuff, man, the human body and brain. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Support for Live and in Color with Wolfie D is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WOLFIE at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here, and if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee.
has it ever been a, a thing where just say a, a a chair shot or anything and i don't recall this and I'm, that's the reason i'm asking have you ever like said no i don't do that or uh, did you just be like fuck it it's what it's what we do i mean uh, maybe a time or two i've kind of you know uh should we do this or is there a way to kind of get around it if it's, if it's anything like too too crazy with some of these uh some of these crazy bumps guys going on top of their heads you know or yeah yeah chair shots Bro, I've been working just something like as simple years. as a chair shot to the head. I, if, oh, oh. I'm thinking if I would have been you and then, you know, yeah. knowing what happened to me as a child and I get in the wrestling business, I'd be like, look, I'll do yeah. whatever you want. Just don't fucking hit me in my head. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah communication right. is everything. I've said a few things, but this is a this is a true story. I, I've had eight concussions, man. Mm-hmm. Eight, mm. eight concussions in 20 years of wrestling. Last year, dude, I was messed up, man. You know, like brain fog, headaches, a number of things followed up with a neurologist. And, you know, they, they had me doing like SLP classes, talking about Alzheimer's, dementia, CTE. It's yeah, good yeah. to learn and get educated on that stuff. But shit, man, they're turning me into a hypochondriac, you know? <laughs> that's scary, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bro. But, um, but you never know, man. You know, it is abuse to the body. And some of the stuff I've, I've dealt with with my head. But, but man, I, I um, you know, back to, you know, you know, like 99 and, 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 and there for a minute, you know, I mean, I, I was kind of, you know, a few years later, I, I don't know why, but I stopped attending a few shows. I, I let's see, uh, stopped attending a few shows and just kind of got caught up in basketball and just, you know, different things, you know, uh, you know, um, man, all my, all my wrestling figures, brother, I gave my stuff away. I, I yeah. didn't sell. I didn't trade. I just gave my stuff away, man. And now looking back, thinking about some of the toys I had and some of the, the some of those things, what they're worth now. Damn, mm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Could have had some yeah. money, and made some. Back. I just gave my stuff away, man, and stopped attending shows, and it was different. And then, um, and then, um, Baron Fox, David Martin, you know. Yeah. And, and my dad, they started doing um, uh, Springfield, Tennessee, at the center. Mm-hmm. USWO, you know, that's where it started. You talked about USWO and, yeah, yeah. you know, 2000 and, uh, 2001, you know, that's where it was, man. Mm-hmm. A guy named Ronnie Brown, Mike Porter, my dad. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, when it comes time to start promoting and, uh, you know, papering the town, Aaron and my dad said, well, look at little innocent LT, you know, uh, they, <laughs> they wanted me to come out of my shell and, and talk to people. You know, I had a bad speech problem too, my childhood, man. I had, yeah chronic ear infections and my speech was messed up, you know, I'm damn near uh-huh. deaf, you know, but a lot of speech therapy throughout the year. So my dad said, one, this will help LT, you know, talk and interact with people and learn the business at a young age, you know, when it comes mm. to promote, you know, like advertisement. And also it's a lot harder for somebody to say no to a kid than, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. right. So then they used it's to smart. drive around Springfield and uh, Adams and Greenbrier and Jolton and, and send my little ass in there to tell them about the big wrestling event coming to the beautiful center downtown Springfield. <laughs> and I used to hang up the posters, man, you know, at a, at a young age, man. And then 2001, I, I started, you know, selling programs and helping out more of the gimmick tables, you know, and that yeah. right there is kind of, you know, that was a learning experience for me. That's, you know, being able to go to the back and maybe hang out in the back and listen to psychology and finishes, you know, and Tracy Smothers. That was his hometown, you know, yeah. Tennessee, you know, and Prince Michaels and all those guys. 
Yeah. Uh, Rod Hatchet, I guess. That's oh, like, yeah. Uh, you know, Rerun. Pop, popped up. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 2002, 2003, you started working for my dad. And, you know, we all, you know, I've always heard stories about Hurricane Hatchet and the beautiful dropkick and how the Jarrett's loved him, you know? So he's yeah. one I kind of kept my eyes on, you know? Yeah. And sure enough, man, just, you know, helping out. And then, and then you know, Madison, I was playing the music and, uh, you know, helping paper the town. And right there, you know, at the young age of only 14, some guys, they had negative things to say about it. But 14 <laughs> years of age, right there in Madison, 110 Harris Street, you know, <laughs> I had my first ever match against Iran Hatchet, you know? Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> man, uh, another thing about... um. Uh, being a kid and being able to kind of go, you know, um, it was uh, Tennessee Fairgrounds, the asylum, DNA, the pay-per-views. My dad used to, you know, he used to do what? The gorilla position with Bill Barron's. Uh-huh. So he used to pick me up. As soon as I got out of school, he'll pick me up and take me to the fairgrounds and I'll be in there before the doors opened. And man, just all the, the guys I got to uh, meet and watch and listen to, you know, yeah, uh, I was a big mark for the, uh, you know, Lucha and the X Division, you know? Yeah. So being able to see, you know, Christopher Daniels, Jerry Lynn, AJ Styles, and all them go over spots, you know? And I used to, you know, always be, be sure to run over there and kind of introduce myself and talk to people, you know? Probably gave a few of them some headaches, but everybody was nice <laughs> to me, you know? And uh, the disciples in the new church, man. Uh, <laughs> TNA, man. And uh, I remember... Um, talking to uh, Kid Cash and Scott Demore one time, and I was getting ready to go into my first match. And Sabu mm-hmm. walked up to me, and he was like, well, I hope it goes good. Good luck to you. But he was like, you know, the sooner you get in, you're going to get burnt out. The sooner you're going to want to get out of this business, you know? <laughs> and I will never forget, you know, hear, you know, Sabu telling me that, you know? The sooner you get in, the sooner you're going to want to get out. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true? I'm so blessed to- is it true? Man, I was having fun. I was having hmm. fun. Dude. Yeah, I don't is think that was a good? factor I, either. I mean, I was just the business. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. but um, you know, fourteen years of age, and and uh, I was, you know, I and the thing was, man, I um, it takes a village to raise a child. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to training, dude, there's so many guys that helped me out. You know, my 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 whole childhood, my dad's like locking up with me, doing chain wrestling, teaching me terminology and stuff, right? Right, and then right. Uh, the proper the proper school we had at the venue, my dad's building was a guy named John Caesar, you know, from Kentucky. Yeah, he was a good kid. Y'all remember him a little bit? Yeah, maybe? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. So, and he used to always, you know, go up to Harkland and and do different seminars you, with Steamboat. What are you lawyers on? Caesar. I'm not so when, sure about that. I'm thinking. I think I'm thinking of the right dude, but maybe not. Yeah, him and Larry. Him and Larry Valentine did a little tag stint. The Heartbreakers. I mean, good gotcha. physique, yeah. good guy. He was a shoot amateur wrestler, and then you know, been in the business. He was a, he was a good hand, but he helped me out with so much. And then uh, Dustin Phillips, Slacker J. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Then uh, then sure enough, Kid Cash. You know, he was running the school in my dad's building, so it's my dad's ring, my dad's building. I'm able to kind of jump in the classes. Mm-hmm. registering and selling and helping me out man there's so many people mark anthony tracy smothers so many guys helped me out with you know training and then finally uh i got to you, know, you never stop learning in this business right you yeah know? right right never stop learning but uh having my first match right there in 2003 august 29th is eron hatchet also known as norway havoc yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah he runs great 
and then uh and then I did a um, I did a few months right there in Madison and on Friday nights and I used to go down to Columbia, Columbia, Tennessee on Saturdays and do a few few shots. Right. And then um and then check this check this out. I was uh working out before the uh, the doors opened. I'm not sure why, but I, I did like a little plunge, like a little dive over the top to the floor. Yeah. I landed on my feet and snapped my damn ankle, man. Mm. Nothing major. I just kind of sprung my ankle, you know, but instantly yeah. it was, I got, you know, black and blue, bruising mm. and swelling. And, you know, I just sprung my ankle. Stuff happens. Right. But right. the guy that ran the building, you know, at Tennessee has no athletic commission. You could be any yeah. age to be, a, to be a, even though it's like a man's business, you know, you should yeah. be of age. I was a young punk kid. It's my dad's promotion. I would never do anything, but being a minor, the guy was like, man, I don't know if this is the best deal, you know, the future lawsuits and things. So the guy put the block on uh, my dad using anybody under the age of 18. Mm. So after I done, got my feet wet, it been working for a few months, messed up my ankle. I had to take a few weeks off, but then I'm told I, I can no longer work for my own family promotion in this building here in Madison. Right. <laughs> Because was out there doing planches for the doors open. Yeah, and, then, and then, yeah, man. But then you that's when we kind of have some things going. You know, Madison was going there for a minute, man. You have yeah. Porter running yeah. down the street, Bert Prentice up the stadium in, and then my dad right there in Madison. But we had Slash. We had, uh, you know, Norrie, you know, making stars and having guys like Beautiful Bobby and Kid Cash and Ricky come in. And I think we had a nice little show every Friday night right there in Madison. That's the time I wanted to be in the back sharing the locker room with you guys and working and, you know, trying to have my little spotlight at a young age. But man, uh, I, I went back to just playing music on Friday nights and spent my Saturdays going to Columbia. And then it was a place called um, SWA, Tim Struggs in Gallatin, Tennessee. Okay. You know, uh, it was a little stepping stone, little stepping stone. I went there for about a year and a half, two years, never got paid a dime. Talking mm. about paying dues, right? right. <laughs> never got a damn payoff from this promotion. Did but, you say Mike Porter? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> he comes down the line. But uh, Tim Struck, <laughs> man, it was a yeah, uh, stepping stone. Never got paid a dime. But hey, man, I was ahead of the game. Spend money to make money. Speculate right. to accumulate. I had gimmicks, man. <laughs> I had eight by ten, four by six photos. I was I was loving it, making a few bucks, right, and mm -hmm. being able to get some ring time. And and then down the line, um, you know, here comes the stadium in the infamous stadium in. Yeah, right? ba -ba boom. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Ten entered. I know Wolfie pops when I talk about like 10 interstate drive in the corner of James Robinson Parkway at 48 or 524, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. just a you know, young punk kid in 2005, you know, uh, beginning to, you know, work. And I, I'm just so blessed to, to have been in there with some of the guys, you know, I've had matches with and got to learn from, you know? Yeah, for so sure. Blessed, man. Chris yeah. Michaels, Jeff Daniels, Baron Fox, Tim Renesto, Wolfie, Man, I got to work with you, got to team up with you there. Not to sound like a Mizart, but, you know, you've been one of my childhood favorites. And then you and I are teaming up there. And uh, they put the tag team titles on us, right? 
Nice, nice. There's not such thing as really sounding, I don't think, like a mark unless you've you know, absolutely never been in the business or whatever. You've been in the business, and all that's called yeah. is just respect, bro. I mean, yeah, I've, I, I guess you could call me a mark for certain people that sure. uh, you know were were you know in it before I was and things like that. And and yeah. um, highlights from my career are being with some of those people that I you know got to got to meet after the fact, you know. So yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think you could say that really, you know. Yeah, yeah, we're not. Just being being able to you know take trips with guys and share locker you know locker rooms with them and get to know them on a personal level. But man, that, that stadium man, man, Evron Hatchet, Farron Fox, Matt Dillinger, Mitch Ryder, I could go on and on. Hot Rod Biggs, Tommy Higgy, all the guys I got to, to work with that's been around and popping yeah. and making me look good, you know, helping teach me and. Yeah. And then uh, a few young guys that are doing pretty good for themselves, like WWE's Ricochet. Yeah, uh, Chuck AW, Taylor. Chuck Taylor. Yeah. And I'm glad, you know, I got to work with those guys, you know, and, and everybody's doing well for themselves now. So, so Stadium in is, you know, positives and negatives about that place. But a lot of, um, you know, a lot, a lot of memories for Stadium in. And one of my <laughs> best memories is, uh, you know, when Joseph yes, Hudson... Also known as Joe Cephas. That's oh, where he man. came into yeah, our lives. I was fixing yeah. to go to that. Yeah. Our boy Joe Cephas, God bless him, man. I miss him, man. I do. I actually just thought of him the other day, and it's not that it, it happens, you know, occasionally that I'll just go, damn, man, I wish I could call Joe Cephas. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because he was one that I. Yeah, he's just one that I, you know, one of those people that I could call and just say what's up to. And I don't have a lot of people uh, from the wrestling business that I do that with, but he was one of them. And I could just, you know, hey, what's up, man? Of course, man. You know, I think about him every day. My my thirteen year old daughter, her her uh, screensaver on her um, on her cell phone is like a collage, and mm-hmm. there's pictures of her and you know her great grandmother. There's pictures of her and Joe Cephas on that man. That's and awesome. That's my daughter. He he yeah. meant so much to the Falk family, and I know he he thought a lot of us. He thought a lot of you. Hell, yeah. Wolfie, if I if I'm correct, I think I'm the one that introduced you and uh, Joe. Right. That's I awesome. Think so. I think so. Yeah. I just remember going okay. to going to Memphis. Yeah, because it was a, probably at the stadium, and actually, like it was on a. During the day when there wasn't a show or something like that, maybe. Way During before your- that, bro. Wait, I mean, well, it was stadium in time, but but I, I remember it like it was yesterday, man. You you know you you know you and I was booked for uh, Chris Kern, a little mm-hmm. a little show in uh, Fayetteville, you know, mm-hmm. Fayetteville, yeah. and before Joe ever started training, dude, before he oh, ever started okay. training, he drove you and I, him and uh, that girl Cheryl. The, the first girl he was with, I don't know if you remember her, okay. but drove okay. you and I to Fayetteville for Chris Kern. And mm-hmm. and Joe was just a, a cameraman, you know, and right, helping right. out. But, you know, the, the hair, he was be- beginning to kind of grow the beard and just, yeah. his, you know, his, his, his uh, you know, um, structure, you know, his, you know, he was a big boy, right? And yeah. I remember everybody's looking, saying, who is he? What What is he? Where is he from? You know, <laughs> yeah. getting ready to kind of do some training, but they thought he was somebody then, you know? And, oh yeah, totally. And, and, and Wolfie, I know you've been through a lot, man, and all the people you meet and things you do, man, but, uh, you know, you, Joe Cephas and I, man, taking trips to, to Evansville, Indiana. And, yeah, yeah. And, and just earlier, you know, today, I was thinking one time you and I and Joe Cephas, we went to, to, to Lewisburg, Tennessee, and we broke down on the way home and his girl, Cheryl, had to come get us. Oh yeah. I don't know if you <laughs> 
Yeah, we yeah. broke down coming back, and she went and got us. That's awesome. Speaking of Lewisburg, I had to put this in there. So, so many guys I got to work with as a kid, but uh, 2007, Lewisburg, Tennessee, my first time ever working as a hill. I was in there with Jamie Dundee, right? Nice, so nice. I've always been a baby face, you know, the son of the promoter, fan favorite, you know, the Nashville sensation, LT Falk, you know, and then finally I did like two or three gimmicks under the hood to do some jobs for a few guys. And then finally I got to be myself and got to be a hill the very first time in Lewisburg against the one and only Jamie Dundee, man. <laughs> I, had, I had to put that out there because, you know, <laughs> we've heard of that. How'd that go? LT? Oh, it was good, dude. I mean, uh, I mean, the, the, the shit talking, healing, easy Memphis match, man. I'm just, it's cool. That I can say my first ever match as a hill was with Jamie, you know, yeah. 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 I, and, and, and dude, you know, I I could sit here and go on and on about, you know, how how lucky I am, how blessed I am, fortunate n- enough to work some of the guys I've worked and learn from them because, man, you know, yeah. I'm not trying to na- name drop, but dude, I've been in there with, you know, you, Wolfie, Bill and Jamie, Jerry and BC, Ricky and Robert, you know, <laughs> like, the list yeah. goes on and on of some of the Memphis greats, you know, guys yeah, that, yeah. you know, paved the way for so many people that my young, crazy ass had the chance to, to, to work with. <laughs> uh, you know, what's cool, too, is I know that you kind of helped some guys out yourself, like Josephus and, and some others that you that you helped out. So, you know, it all goes full circle, man. Full circle, man. Right, man. You know, when I met Josephus, real quick, I'm going to say this. Yeah. I was playing. I came to Nashville in a band. That's the reason I moved to Nashville and got to meet you guys. And I was playing at the Springwater Supper Club, and I saw this guy. He was probably about my same height, 6'3", six, 6', six, something like that. And he looked at me, and he was wearing a trucker hat, and he was wearing a a, can- a flannel shirt and my band just finished and he comes up to me and he's like hey my name is joe and uh you guys and this is a horrible josephus impersonation but you guys kind of remind me of jesus lizard and i'm like that's awesome and and he was like yeah it's really good stuff and i was like cool man i said do you play and he was like yeah i play music but uh i'm actually starting wrestling i i'm a cameraman for the fox and i'm like hold on wait a minute because i was not I was not not only a musician, I was a massive wrestling mark. And so he's like telling me all this stuff about working for you guys as a cameraman. And then he was like, you ought to come out. And I would come out to the stadium in and check out the stuff. And then, and then I end up meeting you guys in the great escape when I was working there, but it's just such a small world, how things work, you know, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Hey, let me tell you, uh, I wanted him, you know, we uh, you talk about that trucker hat. Yeah. I dead set i really want and i took him to memphis to do it and had him on the tv there that uh i guess it was lawler that had it for a minute and i can't remember the name of the venue lt probably does uh but it, it, i i wanted him to go with you know josephus like bocephus and, right. I, and i wanted him to have the trucker hat and the flannel shirt and the glasses and go more along yeah. those lines of hank and and a truck driver sort of gimmick and, and and everybody else, I guess, and him was so dead set on the Brody thing. And I'm still not sure that my idea wasn't better, but <laughs> he did what he did. You know, he did it great and all that good stuff and he got over. But I just think that the other uh, that was just my thing. I was like, man, I wish you would do it this way. But 
everybody was dead set on the Bruce Brody gimmick. So, but yeah, that was <laughs> that was that was my that was my thing about him. And I said, man, I wish you just do it this way. And he, you know, it, like I said, we got along great. You know that, but that was my one argument with him. I was like, man, I wish you'd do it this way. <laughs> then he got then he got famous as a question mark. So who could who could have guessed that one? You know? Yeah, right. So I'm happy for him, man. He really got it. You know? Pretty much in a question mark outfit yeah brilliant <laughs> yeah. fucking booking yeah. <laughs> hey hey man it got him over that's all that matters yeah. to me yeah. you know yeah. i i love that he was doing that like shaman gimmick or whatever he was doing for a minute i thought that was cool but anyway dark side of the ring our boy did well man i'm, yes, I'm did. proud he got of me on a damn man. cool music video and exactly yeah all that stuff so yeah he was always everything man the uh the, the, the music, you know, I did the music. I did a music video with them for uh, I think Patrick Sweeney. Y'all yeah, exactly. Joe yeah. did the lamb chop, and then and just all the, you know, man, you know, uh, you know, um, Joe, you know, needed a, uh, you know, ring time and exposure. He was, uh, I guess, because I was booking him as a as a driver. You know, uh, all the Mitch Ryder, Indiana towns, Evansville, and all the yeah. trips Wolfie and Joe and I made, and. And just just hanging out, you know. He lived not too far from me, so we used to always grab a bite to eat, you know. Even a time or two, he did try to take me to the gym. If anybody knows, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. man, God, dude, never had the uh, never had the body, you know. I've always been my own worst enemy. But Joe tried a time or two to get me in the gym and share knowledge with me, and, and just a friendship. All the Uncle so Tony walking the tyrants. You just brought up a question for me that I was actually uh, thinking about asking you. Now, like in my career, there's uh, obvious things that a lot of people know about me that, you know, were I was my own worst enemy in certain cases. Now, do you think that, first of all, why do you think that it was such a hassle maybe or whatever for you not to get to the gym? And let's say you did go to the gym and, uh, you know, get all gassed up or whatever, just get in really good shape. Do you think yeah. your career could have turned out differently? Yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> people ask me all the time, um, like, man, you know, you, you know quite a bit about the business. You're, you're a good hand. You can talk the talk. And right. Plus, you know, your father, so many people have good things to say about him, name, yeah. connections. Why the hell did you not try to make it or do anything? Well, man, uh, I, there's nobody to blame but me. I'm responsible for my own actions. You know, it was just lack of confidence. Some of the some of the stuff I know now, if I knew then, dude, it would be a totally different ball game. You know, yeah, especially yeah. when it comes to fitness. You know, like you know, even wrestling to the side, looking good is good, but feeling good is great. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and we're in a new year, so dude, I do want to get my stuff together and uh, you, you know, um. It's never too late to turn a negative into never. a positive, you know? Never, never, never. I don't mean it like that. I just mean. Yeah, but but, but the body, uh, it, was, it was a number of things. It was me not having the physique. Me, I kept telling myself, oh, man, should I send anything? Should I send out some emails, send out any tapes? Man, let me just hold off until I start working out. Let me lose a little bit of weight, tighten up, build muscles, get a tan, you know, and then try to send some stuff out, you know? Uh, it was all kinds of things, you know, uh, I, I could come up, I could sit here and go on and on and on about missed opportunities and mistakes I've made. And, but yeah. man, you know, ne never once have I, uh, you know, I, I never try to get a job. I never try to, you know, bug anybody. Um, dude, 
Yeah, <laughs> and, and quite honestly, I mean, you you had uh, straight connections, man. I mean, a lot of those guys, just because of the respect for your dad, they would have yeah. they would have got you a shot at least to try out or whatever. So, yeah, yeah um, I just always kind of do that, and, and and it by no means am I knocking you because hell, there's plenty of things could be said about me and things I've done, but uh, you know, or didn't do, <laughs> and uh, that same shit. But anyway. Uh, Jimmy, do you got a, a last question for him? And, because LT, this has been awesome, and time's kind of flown yeah. by. Um, and I, I don't know about you, Jimmy, but I think well, 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 can, we I, get... can I say this real fast, man? Yeah, of course. Get to the, of course. Uh, about the, uh, especially if there's some young guys listening to this and think, I mean, it was just, you know, lack of confidence, man. And uh, I, I got spoiled. I should have started traveling and trying to branch out. I've got to go to some different states and work for some great promotions. And then there was other times where I think the money wasn't there and I was getting, I was getting spoiled because, you know, I wasn't making the, the best payoffs down here with, uh, you know, Burt Prentice, Mike Porter and my dad, but I was doing good on gimmicks and I yeah. was, you know, trying to be a big fish in a small pond. I was spoiled. Yeah. I was young, dumb and full of, you know what, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and even brother, you know, even at the, you know, had my first child at the age of 17, 17 years right. of age, had my first daughter and yeah. even had a temporary full custody. And I was just so, so much running through my mind. Like, do I want to leave my family? Do I want to relocate? Yeah. It's a number of things. But the thing is, especially if there's young guys listening now, I mean, man, you, you just have to, you have to go with the flow. You have to trust the process. You know, you have to oh, give yeah. it a chance, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I held myself back. My, my, you know, Jeff Jarrett would talk to my dad from time to time and he'll put me over. And then my dad will start saying good things about me, putting me over. Then he'll start complaining. My damn son doesn't <laughs> want to go to the gym, doesn't want to do this. Doesn't. And Jeff is like, Tony, sounds like the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. You know? <laughs> but, oh, man. But, yeah, man. But trust me, you got to look the part, play the part. And you have to, you know, at least try to get your name out there, man. And yeah, I was sure. just so spoiled, man. So many things I've turned down, you know, when it comes yeah. to extra spots or working for a better promotion that was many, 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 many miles away. The TV exposure, publicity would have yeah. been good, but I'd rather just stay home, go 10 minutes down the road and make this payoff that was pretty decent and with gimmick sales. But right. No, man, you have to eat it sometimes, man. Yeah, I got you, man. Yeah. Well, you know, you bring in all that up and you're talking about father and son and Wolfie and I, we talk about this often, how we're kind of perplexed by the father son wrestling relationships. So, you know, obviously Jerry and Brian weren't always, you know, sometimes it was a little awkward with them and Jamie and Bill, how there's just an interesting, it seems like you and your dad kind of skirted that a little bit. Do you feel like, do you understand what I'm saying when I say that it's a weird thing father and son wrestling relationships and it feels like to me you guys kind of i don't know either we're just not naturally going to be like that competitive nature about you or, or maybe because your pops was a little bit out of it or the time you got in it i mean what do you think yeah. and how do you think you guys were able to be you know i mean you still talk i see your pictures go to movies and have fun all the time you know talk about i guess the father-son relationship as far as that goes yeah brother you know i was you know i was you know just growing up you know i mean it was like you know one of my best friends one of my idols you know i i had guys like you know billy joe travis and you know oh those are my favorites i thought the world of my dad man and sure all the trips and wanting to be like him dude i remember 
being in the car with my dad and Billy, uh, Billy Joe Travis, you know, and Billy would take us out with uh, Bob's gold card. Wolfie, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. Bob's gold card. Wolfie would take us out by his lunch, and I always used to look up and say, "I'm gonna be a wrestler like my dad. We're gonna do this." And you know, the Wolfie and uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Wolfie and stepdad Pete, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jamie, Jamie and Bill used to always say, second generation wrestler is gonna happen." So then, sure enough, by 2003, when I started, my dad, you know, wasn't really doing much, so it wasn't, you know, right, you know, like a you know, is more promoting and helping me out. Some spots, I'm glad I finally got to share some spotlights with them. And those are some of my best memories, you know, uh, uh, you know, being at the Tennessee state fairgrounds and working for a place called uh, freedom pro. You had Tony folks, Nashville legacy versus uh, Vince Russo's Northern aggression, you know, and right, shop this right. Angle and right there at the historic Tennessee state fairgrounds in front of a good house. My father and I went in tag team championships, you know, together, you know, yeah, yeah. Able to team with them. And then, uh, but we did a time or two, we did have some father and son matches, you know, so I mm-hmm. even got to work my dad, you know, and do little, you know, cocky conceited punk son, you know, my dad needs to put me in my place. We, Awesome. But it was never no competition thing. It was never no, I go here, he goes, hell, man, one time, uh, you know, Mike Porter, dude, I, he, he kept me busy. Mike Porter was putting a lot of investments in me. You know, some say he was probably loving that ponytail a little too much, you know? <laughs> oh, but, uh, I think probably yeah. you're right, yeah. <laughs> Mike Porter, God bless him. But, brother, some of these guys were shit. If they knew what I was getting paid and, 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 and plus all the, the gimmick sales he was trying to help me out with. and Hold on. If you you're know, saying Mike Porter and paid, I'm absolutely shocked. So, yes. Brother, I promise. I, I, I believe you. I believe you. Yes. He helped me out. And then he, I guess he had some hookups, you know, at some print shops. He used to give me all these damn boxes of eight by tens. I, I didn't pay for any of that, man. So whatever I sold it for, it was a profit. He, 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 man, we had our ups and downs, but taking me to like NWA Birmingham for Linda Marks, me getting to work with guys like, uh, you know, uh, Edith Skipper and, being able to share a locker room with Adrian Street and Miss Linda, you know, like nice, Porter trying nice. to help me out. He was going on and on about trying to get Mike Quackenbush to come down here with that junior heavyweight title. He was really going out trying to help me out. But yeah. then, you know, my father promoted Stadium in on uh, Fridays and Saturdays. And that's when I started helping out in the locker room. Now, some guys, I, I think they had a thing to say about that, you know, taking you know, uh, you know, um, direction yeah. and, you know, me calling some, but really my dad was super glued to that damn ticket table. It was just him relaying <laughs> messages, you know, right. giving me finishes right. and me relaying messages. Yeah. But right. then down the line, I did get to become a little creative and help out with some booking. And there yeah. were so many guys like Wolfie and Crow and, uh, uh, you know, Quentin Charisma. Quentin, you know, yeah, yeah. And Tim Renesto, Richelo, Mike White, so many guys was there backing me and kind of helping me out, Gordon Dunaway. So you could say I was an agent, but what a learning experience that was for me being a, a young kid, you know, kind of running the, the locker room and, you know, giving out some finishes and being a the bump monkey for the training school and then, you know, sharing knowledge. I, I knew enough for, you know, foundation, yeah. building blocks. You got to learn how to crawl before you can walk. But like yeah. Wolfie said earlier, I have trained a few guys and helped a few guys out. You know, I'm glad to be part of their history. Yeah. But back to yeah. uh, back to uh, the the Porter thing. So I was having so much fun there with my dad, booking in the back, working for him, and and uh, family comes first in my book. But Mike Porter was moving one of his uh, uh, Tuesday night fairground shows 
to like Laverne, I believe he was doing some Saturday stuff and some tapings and he wanted me to kind of like leave my family promotion and go, uh, you know, go work for him. So, mm. uh, man, you know, I, I think if I, if, if I leave, you know, my dad needs me Could that create a little, a little heat. Could we have some problems or wouldn't my dad want me to go somewhere different, you know, mm. change up scenery and make some of that money I was making with NWA yeah. main event. But no, yeah. no, I chose to stay with my dad. And uh, Mike Porter, not not face to face, not not in a phone call. He fired me in a damn text message. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, Man. he let me go because I chose my dad. But you know, you never say never in this business. You know, years later, we you know patched things up, and I started working for him a little more, and that's where he introduced me to a, which I knew growing up, Christopher Love, Burt Prentice, right? Yeah. And, because of Porter down the line, that's where I got to meet with, uh, meet and work for uh, USA Wrestling and Burt Prentice. And he's another one that, you know, I owe a lot to, you know, booking me against the King and Rock and Roll Express versus LT and Chris Michaels at the Omen yeah. in Jackson, managed yeah. by Tony. Man, you know, these guys, there's, there's always ups and downs. Every relationship's going to have some problems. Uh, but man, yeah. both, both of them are gone, man. We lost. Uh, you know, we lost Porter and 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 and, and Bert Prentice. Hell, Bobby and Bert in the same day, right? I know, I know. So, are you the reason that you couldn't work for Tony and Porter at the same time? Are you the reason? I think you might be. Oh no, <laughs> no, no, man. Hell, man. I, I remember when I was a kid before uh, I ever started working. There was some some issues about you know that the whole putting the block on the talent. If you work for them, right, they work right. for me. Yeah. I remember like. 2001, some, some shit went down and Porter got mad and left and my dad was kind of by himself and, uh, you know, had to go out there and get all the things he needed to run a show, you know, because he, he was always, you know, Porter was helping him out with like, you know, the liability and the insurance and my dad was uh, renting the ring from uh, Mike Porter, but when Porter got upset, you know, he left and my dad had to, you know, get a few sponsors, a few guys helped us out and we got everything we needed to do our own real fucking wrestling, you know? Yeah, and and yeah. that's when Porter, you know, my dad, hell, we don't care, man. As long as you sh- show up for us and be professional and leave the drama at home, any other night, any other town, go make money, dude. But Porter <coughs> was the one. And we understand the whole, you know, the principle of the, you know, the, the business and sometimes, but Porter was not, nah, but years later, yeah. <laughs> I know. Trust me. I heard it all the time. And, and you know, what's so funny is you have relayed matches and ideas for what you wanted the finish to me when you actually got, when you guys hired me to work there for a little while with my crew of guys and we were working out in, in Millersville at the sawmill at that time. And it was a blast. And I finally got to check the USWO off my box, you know, my bucket list. So it was, it was important. Forgive me, Jimmy. So stadium in. Did you do nothing else? Did you do? You did a little something at Stadium in? No. Nope. Nope. I didn't because the timing, the way that it worked out, was I went from Porter to 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 TJ, okay. and then I kind of got out because of my shoot job, and then gotcha. I came back with USWO, and it had moved to Millersville. I'd only paid, gotcha. which some people should say I should have stayed in the seats probably, but I'd only paid to watch wrestling at, at the stadium in. I'd never gotcha. worked there. I wish I had have, but yeah. I guess Porter's Trinity Lane, you know, I, I mean, I yep, remember all those exactly. times seeing you at the great, great Escape, and then Trinity Lane, Porter's, and then uh, Millersville for, you know, Saul and mm-hmm. USWO. 
Yep, Jimmy, we're in that wolfy knee. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Jimmy, you, do you remember giving me a tie, a necktie? I do, man. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember That's why awesome. you gave me the tie? Yeah, no? Well, you... You uh yeah I do remember hold on you need oh man no remind me LT I'm sorry I I know uh, this story so, so I owe this business so much you know the friendships I've made you know and there's places I go not to sound like I'm because uh, I'm nobody but you know especially in my my area my town I go places and people's like oh oh Stadium Inn the fairgrounds LT Falk you know they know yeah. me. Yeah. But if they don't know me, the way I walk, the way I talk, the douchebag, affliction, American fighter stuff, the ponytail, they're like, man, look at, look at RVD. Look at Shawn Michaels over there. I'm like, I'm no RVD. I'm no Shawn Michaels. My name's LT, and I am an independent pro wrestler. And then I start selling and promoting myself, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. but, but, but back to the, uh, you know, I thought this was so cool. You know, this is one of the, the things that means a lot to me. There's um, a father and son, Chris and John Donaldson, you know, big, super supporting fans of the Middle Tennessee area. The kid is not mentally challenged, but he's physically challenged, right? Okay, so the yeah. You know, he, um, he graduated, you know, many years ago from uh, Hillsboro High School. Not his father, not his teacher, but me, LT Falk, his favorite wrestler. They chose me to push him down the, the aisle to get his diploma. So, man, I, I had a few dress clothes, but I didn't have no damn neckties. I couldn't find any of my ties. <laughs> so you doing the manager gimmick and having that tie, I remember you gave, you know, I was like, hey, man, I could go to the store, you know, and buy me a tie, or could you lend me this one, you know? Of <laughs> course. And that's, I would never forget it, man. It was like last minute, the night before, I couldn't find my tie. At the show in Millersville, you gave me a tie. And I, uh, you know, I wore that tie and dressed up going to this kid's graduation, pushing him down the aisle to get his diploma. And, yeah, that's you know, good. I wouldn't have been his favorite wrestler. I wouldn't have had that connection if it wasn't for this business. You know what I mean? So little yeah, things like that. You know? Dude, that's awesome. I'm yeah. so glad you told that story, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, and then all the other stuff, man, I, I, uh, it could have been, should have been missed opportunities, man. I, I, I never want to get stuck on a negative and, you know, you know, you can't talk about the past, you know, but right, right. a lot of stuff that yeah. could have been different, you know? Well, Hey, I'll tell you, um, been, the people I've worked with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, yeah. man, uh, you're saying about people recognize you, whatever the, I guess it's been, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago around before Christmas, a little bit before Christmas, my daughter Casey texted me and she said she was at Opryland. I don't know if you were, but she thinks she said, I'm pretty sure LT Fox in front of me right now. I said, <laughs> hand, I said, hand him the phone and, and I forget what I said, but she wouldn't do it. But, uh, oh, I don't know. Was you at Opryland in some kind of line or yeah. something? Yeah, uh, a few weeks ago, yeah, man, we went out yeah. with the family, checked out the I'm lunch. Sure I'm sure she knows you, but I hope uh, she's doing well, man. I hope I hope Casey's doing well. Yeah, uh, she we, is, so man. She nice is. Speaking, say hello. She's doing good, man. Uh, but yeah, man. Hey, uh, Jimmy, we, uh, you know, I'm the booker on this show, so if we don't stop <laughs> now, we're gonna go way over our time, and then I'm gonna be pissed. No, I'm just kidding. But um, we 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 do need to to cut it right here because we've already got. We'll put you, but LT, what about this? Why don't you work on this? Let's get you and your dad on together. Okay, yeah, something like that, yeah. That would be, instead of a part two for you or a part two for, because we've only done one with, two, yeah, so that'd be a part two for both of you, and we have you both on at the same time. Y'all could feed off each other. Yeah. Me and Jimmy probably yeah, wouldn't have to say I'm anything. I'm sorry for being all over the place, you know, like some, some no, good kind of. Dude, this was great. 
Yeah. No, yeah. I, just, I think me and Jimmy could just sit here and be quiet if we had both of y'all on. People we met, the guys we've worked with and took funny stories. Yeah. I didn't get to talk about any of the ribs. We've pulled on people and shit. This yeah. <laughs> but hey, man, I've had a blast. I mean, you know, talking, you know, and Jimmy Street, Wolfie D, living in color. Thank you guys, man. I would totally, you know, uh, plant the seed, a father and son. Have you guys yeah. done that before? Uh, no. You know, yeah. like, like shared, uh, shared split episode, you know? Yeah. We only yeah. had one. Uh, well, no, we had the headbangers on together. But not, I mean, okay. That's a the wild boys. We had the wild, the wild boys. boys. And then, but uh, I'm talking about, like, we had a... Uh, uh, Ronnie Garvin and George Weingroff together. And that was oh, George could kind of help Ronnie along a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But this would be, this would be the first father and son. Yeah. It would be, you know, El, uh, Tony is like number five or number four, number five all time for our downloads. I mean, he's yeah. well into the thousands of downloads for that episode. So yeah. it's, it's, okay. it, it, I, and I'm expecting big numbers for this one. Not that that's required, but what I mean by that is, I, I just know how much people care about you guys, and I, I think that would be a great show, man. I, I, yeah, I, I'll love Talking it. Talking about some of the people we've helped, man. I, I want to talk about this uh, guy named Michael Pleasing that uh, passed yeah, away 10 minutes after him and I had a match. Man, there's so much we could talk about. So, yes, yeah, so let's try to make something happen, man. Yeah, Everybody has a story dude, to tell. You know, Listen, I know how it is, man. Yeah. If you think of something one day, write it down. Shit like that, what you just said, write that shit down. Yeah. So then when we get ready to do it, you don't forget it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sir, and I'm just saying this. With my dad. Yeah. I need to start I'm just saying, stuff with my dad. Yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off there, but I'm just saying this. Wolfie doesn't always do this, so it is is definitely he means it when he says that he wants to yeah. have y'all on. So yeah, absolutely, yeah, right. man. yeah. yeah sure. this will be fun. Sure. But thank you, LT. Yeah, you know thank I've always you guys said, for having me, and hopefully here in the near future, father and son. You know some real fucking yeah. stories. We'll talk yeah. your heads off. We'll make it happen. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great, yeah. man. And and you know. Always loved your dad. He's always been good to me. Always loved you to death, man. So we we I appreciate it. And I know Jimmy does too. So absolutely. All right, buddy. All well, you'll be on supporters. Uh, be watching people listening to us. In the, in yeah, the, and we'll be uh, the show come on uh, next Monday. Awesome. Once again, thank you guys, man. And I hope 2024 is good to both of you. Definitely, right, you too, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Keep in touch, man. Communication is everything. Thank you, yes, guys. Yes, sir. All right, Jimmy. I'm going to let you do your little line here. I know we're coming back with uh, all the questions you got for me uh, on Ask Wolfie D Anything. We'll be right back. DJ, hit the music. All right, we are back with Ask Wolfie D Anything. And first off, man, I figured it out. I figured out <laughs> what if LT was not going to be a pro wrestler, mm-hmm. I figured out that he should have been like a Pentecostal preacher, man. Seriously. Well, yes, he'd have to repent his sins first. But, yeah, he could definitely do that. Oh, dude, he's <laughs> he's got the rap, bro. He has got the rap, man. Wow. That's how it is, man. There's yeah. the rap. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, funny stuff, man. He gets on a roll, I tell you. It's funny. 
<laughs> yeah. Believe me, I knew what we were in for, and it, it delivered. So, oh, it totally delivered. I hope y'all enjoyed it as much as we did, because seriously, Wolfie and I, this might have been one of the easier episodes for Wolfie and I. Honestly, yeah. I mean, when you got somebody that can just uh, get it and roll with it, uh, it makes our job a lot easier. Yes, yes. Having exactly. to pull answers out of your mouth. Right, right. And that's never fun. So, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, man, LT, very cool family. Uh, you know, I can't wait to have him and Tony back on together, man. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, we can make that happen. That'll definitely be something else. Like, like I said, me and you just be able to sit back and listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was funny. You said that. That was hilarious. But, yeah, man. Well, anyway, let's, let's get these Ask Wolfie questions out of the way here. So, the very first one, again, for the lt falk episode we're going to give 110 percent on these questions here wolfie so and on my answers okay all right sounds good so the very first one is cause effect on instagram he says recently he was looking up a few things on the internet he came across the tag team gringos locos and that was eddie guerrero and art bar and this would have been around the similar time as pg-13 did you ever know those guys or run into either one of them i think i've met eddie before but i've never worked him in a no art bar uh no nah, i ain't never been around him man he i was thinking he was retired by the time i got into this well i think he had died maybe but i'm, I'm not 100 percent on that but they had a great tag team gringos locos and they honestly dude a pg-13 gringos locos tag uh, <laughs> matches would have been incredible they worked a lot in mexico and of course they were working as heels because they were working like they were americans you know and art of course is but man right. So they would come into Mexico as heels, working the American gimmick. And uh, dude, there's some incredible stuff out there. And I, he was just asking basically, had did you guys ever have any run-ins with them? And was there, you know, especially when you nah, did stuff in Mexico? That would have been great. I mean, yeah, it would have been awesome. But obviously, if I'd ever uh, had the opportunity uh, to be in the ring with Eddie Guerrero, I would have, I would have shared it by now. <laughs> yeah, of course, we would have already <laughs> talked about that. Yeah, but anyway, I just think that that's a cool idea we definitely appreciate the idea and maybe in the future in another universe we'll we'll see that happen so but all right well thank you and the next question is bob daniels and from facebook old bob we haven't heard from bob in a while he says uh, any good slash funny pg-13 or new church shoot moments Shoot moments. <laughs> well, um, I think we've talked about all the PG shoot moments uh, that we can talk about. Right. Um, and as far as me and Brian or me and any of my other partners, that was all TNA. So there wasn't no real shooting going on out there as far as anybody getting mad. And, you know, you don't do that on TV. Uh, right. Right. To at least. Uh, a lot of stiff shots out there. <laughs> Definitely a lot of uh, stiff shots out there when, in the new church days of me and Brian, me and Sin and all that. And and the only, you know, real thing that was, I guess, going to be a shoot could have been uh, the whole Raven deal when he uh, got mad about Jim shaving his head. And, uh, yeah. Uh, kind of go right then but yeah right. i think we talked about that one too but uh, no i can't i can't think of any uh, man because obviously tna was in nashville so i didn't travel so i don't right. know road stories from tna really i mean other than the time they ran huntsville and a few right. other shows uh but yeah and and again i think all the jamie 
PG stuff has been has been talked about. The, the, there is to talk about, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we've pretty well covered the PG thirteen shoot. I was just curious, like, so with the with the new church and stuff, was there ever anything like, okay, let's just to give an example, y'all worked low key a few times, yeah. right? How how was working that guy? Because I feel like that guy. You know, was pretty uh, stiff. On stuff. Watched, uh, he was, but he was uh, he was a great worker. I enjoyed working with him. I did. Uh, if there's one of those matches on YouTube where I kick him in the mouth. You can see his mouth bleeding, and it wasn't anything other than me just kicking like he kicks. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, exactly. You know, I've always been like that. If you're gonna if you're gonna give it to me, I'm giving it back. So you know, and no hard feelings. I ain't right. mad at you for kicking me, but just don't be mad when I kick you back. Right. <laughs> you know. Gonna, and, yeah. And it wasn't. You know, nobody was pissed or anything. Just okay. That's how it works. You know. Yeah. I mean, he. If you're gonna set that pace, right? Then I'll right. meet. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, like I said, I told you that uh, the Harris brothers. Uh, uh, <laughs> we just talked about earlier. Uh, they, I can't remember. I think it was Don come up to me. He's like, man, I love working with you. Uh, like I said, I think I've told this before, but he's like, man, because all these uh, other dudes that are, you know, everybody's smaller than us and they're all afraid to hit us. He said, you're yeah. not afraid to hit us, man. He said, I, and that's why I was like, you know, Hey, I've always been, uh, you know, taught and trained, you know, you, you get what you give, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems, that seems fair, right? You know, yeah, take, you know, I mean, if you're like you said, if somebody's going to come in and start the the pace like that, then you know, mm-hmm. hey, well, I can meet that pace. Yeah. And if they get upset, well, then I'm just giving it back to them. It's not, yeah, you know, that's so. it. no hard There's, feelings. It ain't right. ballet. It ain't ballet. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that's that's a, that's that's good. I've always been curious though. If if did you ever see Loki get any heat with anybody in the back as far as some of the stiffness that he worked with people? Okay. All the guys he was working with, or you know, same way. Uh, kind of most most professional professional. Now I say that with with emphasis. Professional wrestlers, they understand that. You know. Yeah, they know the score. Yeah. Now I think. A lot of today's guys have taken that way too far, and and they're they're not being safe with each other. They're being reckless, and yeah. there's a big difference in all that. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I and, you know, sell it, so. <laughs> right, they don't sell it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, our third and final question of the day comes from a listener on YouTube. Actually, we know this guy. His name is Chris Baum as a wrestler. He mm-hmm. is at Chris Fenton five thirty seven on YouTube. He asks this question. He says, "What was Wolfie's reaction to the PG thirteen impersonators he encountered at the Stadium Inn when he was teaming with Ty Blade? Do you know what he's talking about there?" Oh man, I've I've seen a number of people that uh, would imitate us, and I, there was actually uh, I think Tommy Higgy's son uh, did one called Homie D down in uh, uh, Columbia and all that stuff, and uh, I had no problem with it, man. You know, I mean, what is that thing? Uh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery, or whatever. Sincerest form of flattery. Yes, yeah, yeah. Flattery. And, you know, I, and again, we all know that I, you know, jokingly, it is not John Cena's fault. He did not come up with the gimmick. They put it on him. So it's not personal. Right. Right. But, you know, so if people want to, uh, people get imitated all the time. And I guess that is a compliment that anybody would think, dang, I, I want to look like that. I want to, I want to be that cool. So, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I guess that's the thing, you know, uh, but I can't remember exactly 100% who he's talking about, but I, I know 
a bunch of them dudes wore shorts and stuff like that. And I was, but I'm not sure as far as like a direct one, except for uh, uh, Homie D. And I think I went down there and even tagged with him before. So okay, <laughs> so I yeah. think he's made probably because I know he tagged with TJ Weatherby. Mm-hmm. So I'm almost assuming, and again, I don't know the full story. And he only said this was I assume that maybe it was them that dressed up like PG thirteen. Could have been. been. I can't remember, man. And I apologize. You know me. I can't remember a lot of stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know that I was. If, if I was mad, uh, please tell me. And <laughs> my bad. Right. I mean, I don't think he would bring it up. You know, if you were yeah. hot. But I mean, it's just you know, I, you know, everybody knows who's ever heard of T.J. Weatherby. They know how I feel about T.J. Weatherby. He mm-hmm. was a big. He was. He did a lot for me and my time right. in the business. And actually, one of the first major guys to pay me to do my stupid shit out there. So, <laughs> you know, it was it, that. That was impressive enough that anybody would pay for that. So, <laughs> but you know, when you come from Mike Porter, and I'm not going to go off on this because the, the funny story that LT talked about Mike Porter and stuff. When you come from that, you you start to assume that maybe you're not worth to pay. Does that make sense? Like uh, you start to get that feeling in your head that you're like, okay, I'm with this crew and this yeah. crew. You know, he doesn't pay anybody, and right. you know, and and I know he paid some people because Brian Lee showed up one night and worked with Lee Condry there, and I guarantee that <laughs> Brian Lee didn't do it for free. So yeah, well, yeah. Lee paid him too be honest with you. Um, could have, and, could have. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, LT just told us that Mike Porter was definitely paying him. So, right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like he was, you know, hoping for something out of that, but we won't, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. I'm just saying, you know, something, something was going on there that, you know, maybe LT was working a little bit, but we'll see. <laughs> be nice. Be nice. Yeah. But anyway, so if you saw a PG-13, even if they were, you know, doing it as a mock, obviously you understood it to be somewhat of a flattering situation because, you know, yeah. yeah. Maybe at first it might have made us mad or something like that, but not by that time, you know. Right, right. And I just worked for the guy uh, when I did that signing in, uh, oh, what was that town up there by Louisville? Brandenburg. Yeah, Brandenburg. when I did that show, uh, he was one of the promoters on there. His name was Rated X back in the day. And he was he was kind of a, a PG-13 gimmick. And uh, I, he ran the show, and I believe I went up there and even put him over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, of course, we know Chris Kern was Lucky 13. Who Lucky 13. Put a clown gimmick to the PG-13 yeah. gimmick. So, I mean, Midget yeah, D. Midget D, of course, the OG, you know. So. Oh, and then um, – just incredible uh was in memphis as pg 187 he was our uh kind of third member for a uh, split second okay yeah so there you go pg 187 that's a pretty good name i like that yeah. well cool man well yeah that's that's the questions all i got for today so all you got well hopefully uh the listeners will start sending in some new ones it looks like we're getting a lot of new listeners uh which is very encouraging to keep yeah the- trudging forward and uh, we appreciate that and we appreciate y'all listening especially all the ogs that have been listening for a long time we really appreciate that yes yes definitely and uh, if you haven't heard uh, some of the old ones and you just heard this one today go back and listen to the old ones there's yeah. some great ones there man yeah, so. yeah sure. and uh it looks like next week we we might have a real real good one uh that we kind of been working on for a while and uh 
should be a good one if we we can pull this one off for uh, next week. So I'm excited. I'm not say any more than that. Um, but tune in. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna catch you on the flip flop, folks. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this team does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes, and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cap for you, don't. He got a cap for you, don't. I got a And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still loving it, color. Don't rush your mother. Utilize a hubcap, unlike any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned in 
copied so many times Title suckers taking credit for what is mine You know who you are without me name dropping Wrestling's first white boy coming out hip-hop Been doing it like this since 92 Played low for a while when you thought I was through Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected Bad skills, no faking, there is no one great Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for later Not here to play games, so you better be right You don't like me, so what? I really don't care All the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped You second step to the side unless you wanna get dropped When I finish, I'll straight knock you out Please allow me to tell you what it's all about Gonna wind it up Driving it home, it's Ruby D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.